Hey beautiful friend! Can't wait today to talk with you about meal prep and nutrition and how to get healthy meals on the table in a short amount of time when we are you know low on time and energy when we're pulled in a lot of different directions because of either mom life, crazy family life, or busy holiday seasons, or your crazy work schedules. So to all my busy mamas out there who really want to prioritize eating healthy, who want some quick tips and hacks for fitting nutrition into your busy lives, this is for you. We're going to go through my best tips, my top 10 tips, plus a bonus um, that I'm going to share with you today that I just came up with as well, that are time-saving strategies to really simplify nutrition for you and for your family. And I am all about simplifying, you know, getting the process to get healthy, quick meals on the table that really support us in our health and fitness goals that we enjoy and that the kids actually want to eat too. So I know that that's what we all probably want, but trying to plan a, a variety of meals that are healthy for your family can feel pretty overwhelming and it can, can be hard in different ways. And there's lots of barriers that we can have for that. And so these tips and strategies have really been the things that have freed up my time and our family time, and I just can't wait for them to do the same for you. So this is gonna be those 10 hacks to make meal planning and nutrition a lot easier for you and your family whenever you are very busy. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So... I think all of us probably want to eat well, but we also might want to save our time and, and maybe even our money, right? And meal prep is often hailed as the, the kind of catch-all solution. However, one of the problems that, the struggles that I've had with meal prep, and I think a lot of other people have too, is that the traditional methods often require spending like all day Sunday meal prepping. And so it's tons of hours cooking all the food and you know, you have this long day in the kitchen, then you're left with a bunch of prepared dishes and you spend the rest of the week usually microwaving the same leftovers day after day. And this may work for some, but for those who want it to be less complicated, less expensive, or, or maybe less time intensive and less boring or repetitive to get some good healthy dinners on the table, I want to share some, some simpler tips and solutions for you. And the reality is, I know as a mom, I don't got time or energy to spend an entire day on my weekend that, you know, I, I really want to spend with my kids, especially, or my family, or doing fun things, or, or resting, recovering, you know, catching up on housework, all the other stuff that we have on our plate because we're working full-time throughout the week or, or our week is just full. And so these are the time-saving strategies and I, it should not have to take all day. At the end of the day, meal prep should not have to take all day, no more than like two hours per weekend. And so I'm summed up all of my top tips and these are the, the methods for meal planning and prep that have really been lifesavers for me and for my family to get us nourishing, delicious, healthy meals on the table and also stay on track in our nutrition goals during the busy weeks. So it keeps us eating healthy without all the time, energy, boredom, and overwhelm that can come. So before diving into these 10 hacks, I want to be sure you know about my episodes that I recently published um, going into Thanksgiving that same week on our relationship with food, with fitness, and our bodies. There's so much that comes up that can be stressful during the holidays, and especially a lot of shame, guilt, and kind of pressure around food in our bodies, and so, and even fitness. So I really want you to help I want you to have the tools to find the right balance, a healthy balance for you that's both a good balance physically and mentally. 
in this season. So if you haven't yet, go give those a listen. And today we're going to kind of build off of that framework and we're going to cover some more tactical tips you can apply to simplify your nutrition while getting after those goals. But I want to make sure your foundation is strong in your why and that you're balanced in your relationship with yourself and with your health and your body first because everything flows from there. And if we just focus on the practical strategies and we, we miss out on that, then we're still going to feel a lot of stress and overwhelm even if we're, we're really efficient in the kitchen, if that makes sense. So diving into the tips today, the first three are going to be for for eating and for the meals themselves, and then the other seven um, out of this ten are going to be more for like meal prep. So my number one tip, the top tip, is to start the day off strong. Start with a nutrient-dense breakfast, ideally high in protein. It's going to keep you fuller longer, and it's going to really help you, especially if you've been up all night with babies or if you you know are, are pregnant or postpartum and your body's really recovering. You're spending a lot of energy doing those things. And so we just got to make sure we're fueling our body to have the energy that we need. And that's going to keep you, like I said, fuller longer. It's also going to just equip you to start your day off strong and with a really ability to focus on the things that you really want to focus on. Number two is have healthy snacks ready to go. So um, this I really recommend as far as snacks go. Have a source of protein with a good source of fat and fiber. And ideally in each of these snacks have at least one serving of veggie or fruit. And what we want to do here is avoid the kind of naked carbs, which are like simple carbs without a protein or fat with it. And that's going to combat your kind of cravings for sugary or very processed foods because your body's going to crave energy. And especially as mothers, like when our body's working really hard, let's just say to to breastfeed or keep up a milk supply um, with pumping or, or nursing, uh, or maybe it's, you know, we are pregnant and we're um, nurturing a baby inside of us or we're postpartum and we're healing or just in the, the stages of motherhood where we're keeping up with, with a lot, then no matter what, we're going to need energy, right? And so uh, our body's going to crave that energy and it will automatically will feel those cravings probably towards more high sugar, more processed foods because the, they're designed to give us that kind of quick hit. But if we focus on protein-rich snacks and we also make sure we have the fat and fiber with it, it's going to um, prevent a little bit of the, the crash that can come after those um, you know, high energy but high sugar and processed foods. And these are going to help us work towards our, our goals more because they're going to be more aligned with um, what's going to help us see the results we probably want in our fitness as well. So with protein bars, um, I, I, I will go into how I really recommend making your own protein like energy balls or a protein bar of some kind um, or even muffins and things like that. But I definitely think there are some better options out there if you want to get some, um, you know, uh, off the shelf. And so some that I go with that have you know, ingredients you actually kind of can recognize and know what they mean. And it's a lower, you know, number of ingredients include RX bars, Lara bars, picky bars, those are kind of my favorites. And then there's also some out there that like have to be refrigerated. And so the fresher, the better, the less ingredients, the better, the more you can recognize and know what the ingredients mean instead of it being a whole bunch of like chemicals, you don't even know what it is, the better. So watch out for how highly processed things are that advertise themselves as healthy. Um, number three is that meals should include, each of the meals should really include a protein, a veggie, and a starch. So when we're looking at our plate, Ideally, we want to have half the plate full of veggies, a quarter of the plate with lean protein, which could be either meats or, or plant-based proteins, um, and then a quarter quality carbs like whole grains, fruits, starchy veggies. So we want to choose nutrient-dense real foods or over the more highly processed and refined foods as much as we can. And the more colorful, the more diverse uh, our plate is, the more of those different kinds of nutrients we're going to get for our bodies, the vitamins and minerals, and it will be really good. 
So now moving into number four, which is getting more into the meal prep. So the first tip that I have for meal prep, this tip number four is have a plan. And we're going to get into some details here of what I recommend, but I think just having a plan can (laughs) ward off so much of the anxiety and the extra stress that can come with what are we going to have for dinner, you know, and, and I think there's a lot of stress and overwhelm that can even come with trying to figure it out, like looking in, you know, you go into your fridge at the end of a long work day, you've got your babies hanging on you, you know, you're, you're managing one kid crying, one kid screaming, and they're, you know, they really just want you because they haven't seen you all day, or, you know, everybody kind of needs you at the same time, that's when we have the tendency to either feel that overwhelm and the stress, or we resort to less healthy options, or we end up, if we don't plan, we, we fall into a lot of food waste or we buy, you know, um, food to go more. We order in more. So we're not only wasting, you know, maybe food that we did buy from the store because we don't feel like we have time for it or the energy to cook. Um, or we or we end up ordering in and we spend more money. Maybe that doesn't help us reach our financial goals. So we really need to have those those quick, healthy recipes ready to go. We need to know what we are going to be making that day so we don't have to have that extra kind of mental load that oftentimes does fall on us as mothers to figure out what's going to be cooked and how it's going to get done and all of those things with every, every other need, you know, for your, for your, to keep your family running smoothly, to keep your home running smoothly and all of that. And so what I recommend is, you know, in order to avoid buying too much or what sounds good in the moment at the store, and I'm totally guilty of this, uh, is write your list ahead of time based on the meals you want to make that week. And this is going to help you avoid buying too much, right, and wasting food, but it's also going to make sure you have a plan for all those ingredients so that your, you know, your veggies aren't going bad before they're, you know, used and those kinds of things or your meats. And that can just eliminate the food waste and the money waste. And also it can, you know, make sure that we aren't buying everything that just sounds good and looks good at the moment in the store especially if we're going shopping at the grocery store when we are hungry and we're going to have all those cravings that we have a harder time saying no to right and so that's just something I tend to fall into and I know I just know myself there and so one way that I can um, prevent that is to just have that plan ahead of time and then another thing is keeping lunches really easy and simple so I recommend leftovers salads throwing together ingredients you do have for lunches and keeping that really quick and have your go-to as far as meals go throughout the week have your go-to easy quick healthy recipes and rotate through those meals so I have this standard for myself like I don't really want to cook anything that takes more than maybe like 15 to 20 minutes at the most of active cooking time and we don't need during the during the busy work weeks we don't need all new recipes every single week don't put all this pressure on yourself to cook new recipes or gourmet meals every single night And I'm saying this because I'm speaking to my former self who totally fell into a lot of perfectionism with this. And I had all these narratives in my mind about, okay, if I'm not cooking all these new meals all the time for my family and like wowing them with all these gourmet meals and I'm not a good enough wife and mom. And and I just want to tell you that's not true. And so uh, there's a lot of ways you can have delicious recipes that are really fast. And so, you know, you can look up like quick, healthy recipes and you'll find a bunch, right? So it's um, just give yourself that permission to keep it simple and you know, rotate through maybe like 10 to 20 at the most recipes that like, you know, like the back of your hand, you know, your family loves and it's trustworthy, you know, at least your toddler's going to eat like one thing off of that plate at least. Um, you know, it's, it's a go-to for your whole family. And so I just recommend as you, as you work through this, like you probably already know what some of those are. And so add those to your list and rotate through. And another thing that you can do with meal planning is to have like a theme for every single day of the week. So let's just say, 
Mondays, you know, you're going to be cooking some kind of a pasta or it's like Italian style. And then you have like an Asian style and you have a Mexican style and you can do a bunch of different varieties. You could do, let's say Mexican day. You could do like tacos or quesadillas or a taco salad or stuffed um, sweet potatoes with like taco meat and stuff and beans and veggies in it. Like there's so many different variations along the same lines or along the same theme. And that's one way you can kind of keep yourself organized and reduce that mental and emotional burden of having to feel like you have to figure it out all the time. So the more decision fatigue we can reduce, the more stress and overwhelm we're going to reduce as well, you know, and the anxiety around, you know, somebody asking you or your husband to be like, oh, what are we going to have for dinner today? And you're like, oh, no, now I got to figure that out. You're asking me, you know, or whatever. And so, or you being the one who has to like dig through your, your fridge and put all the pieces together. That's just an extra load we don't need to carry, you know. So make that shopping list, know what's on your usual list, and then add your extra plans in. So if you know your usual is going to include, obviously, for your kids, maybe like, you're holding eggs and fruit and veggies and yogurt and milk or whatever your typical ones are, um, you know, know that and then have your, your add-ons to it, right? And one thing that you can do here that I recommend is looking into, especially if you're really busy, look into different delivery services or pickup services for your nearby grocery stores. And this can, there's no shame in that. There's, you know, this, I think one of the biggest things that we can do is like reduce things off of our plate. And so if that simplifies it for you, awesome. And you obviously may even save money and time of not going into the store, but also you won't have to succumb to all of your cravings of looking at all the things that look good around you (laughs) when you're shopping online versus, um, you know, shopping in the store. So less impulse purchases there. And then also if you were to do meal, um, meal delivery services or online orders, it will store, usually it'll store your typical. And so it'll be easier to just like add your usual in and then add to that. And then another thing as far as planning goes that I think is important as a family is commit to a certain frequency or just be intentional about this. Commit to a certain frequency that you want to either kind of set for yourself of grabbing to-go food or eating out. And this is going to help you keep you healthier and also be better for your budget at the end of the day. So, you know, if you decide like I want to allow for two days a week where we can either um, grab food to go, you know, on the way home from work, or we're going to order a pizza, or we're going to do something like that as a family. And so that's just setting those boundaries for yourself and setting the intentions can allow you to either be flexible in the moment when you're like, I really do not have any energy to cook today. I had a really hard day or I got home late or whatever it was. Um, and then you know, it just allows for life to happen a little bit. And you also are, are being more friendly to your budget too. Number five is going to be batch cook or prep simple components and then put together a variety of dishes with those components. So this is kind of a revolutionary like type of meal planning that I came across through my motherhood that I've really applied in different ways in different seasons. And so for example, you know, if you want to dedicate, let's just say one and a half to two hours on a Sunday and that's going to be your, your prep time, your meal prep time. So you don't have to spend all day Sunday doing it. You instead can batch cook several different ingredients and components together that you're then going to piece together in different meals throughout the week. So you're not going to have the repetition of like, I just cooked one thing of chicken and veggies and rice and I'm going to eat that all day long for like four days straight. You know, that doesn't sound fun. I know to me and I enjoy food too much and variety too much for that. And and so does my husband and my kids. And so, you know, one thing that you could do instead is let's just say you want to cook chicken. You want to kind of focus on chicken. You can, you can season it three different ways in one sheet pan put little foil barriers in between 
and have three different types of seasoning and then use that with three different types of meals throughout your week. You can chop or spiralize your, your veggies in advance to make it easier to throw together um, the, the day of when you're cooking it. You can uh, cook your grains or your starches ahead of time. You can batch cook or roast uh, a whole bunch of vegetables ahead of time. So those are different things that you could do and even pre-making maybe some if you're making any sauces or salad dressings or things like that ahead, that would be a good time to do it. And so look at what are the things you want to batch prep. And what I recommend is having a plan that you're going to be batch prepping these components every single week so it's consistent for you. So you know you're going to have maybe like two to three different meats that you want to batch prep. You want to batch prep like one particular kind of grain, let's just say it's rice or quinoa or something like that. You want to do maybe like one form of potatoes or one, you want like one batch of boiled eggs. You maybe want one batch of muffins or energy balls, protein balls. So look and see what, what is it for you that you want to kind of consistently batch prep and then you can have your plan and you can be confident and make the most of that time going into it. So this gets into my six and seven points. So number six is cook using hands-off methods. So especially during the work weeks or during those times when you don't have the luxury maybe of taking like an hour or two to cook. So this is the time I really want you to focus or when your kids really need you. So if you know your kids are fussier, they're overtired, usually by the time they get to the evenings, they you know, maybe letting a lot of their hard emotions out on you because you're their safe space versus maybe their daycare or whatever. So that's when you're going to want to minimize the active kitchen time so you're not spending tons of time slaving over the stove. So I always just go back to more hands-off methods to cook throughout the week. So that's everything from, you know, if I can throw it in the oven and, you know, maybe I prep something for like five to ten minutes. I'm like chopping some vegetables. I'm getting the meat ready. I'm doing some seasonings, whatever it is. And I throw it in the oven or I throw, you know, something in a rice cooker. If I throw, um, you know, something in our in our toaster oven too. Like I can have multiple components cooking at the same time without even having to touch it for the majority of the time that it's making um, itself. And so that's really great. And it frees me up to then focus on my family or whatever else I need to get done. And that is just been, has just been a lifesaver, like focusing on those things. So there's a bunch of different recipes you can go do that are like, you know, single sheet pan meals and stuff like that. So just look up uh, different options. Slow cookers can be great. Like a crock pot can be awesome. You know, if you have the ability to throw it in in the, in the midday or in the morning or, um, you know, if you can have it cook for just a few hours while you're gone, whatever it is, that can be really, really helpful and just another hands-off method. Instapots can be awesome. So just getting familiar with these different options that you have to get creative and that can really help minimize the active involvement time and, and take a load off of your plate. So number seven is also multitasking. So this is this is both when you're cooking maybe during the, the work weeks or during your, your um, dinners, but it's also when you're doing that prep session. So if you're doing a batch cooking or batch prepping session, I want you to focus on multitasking. So you should have something in every single appliance or something going on all at the same time um, that so you're not you're not like waiting for let's just say you want to roast different vegetables in your oven so you don't have to do like one vegetable and then wait till that's done and then do the whole another vegetable even if they have different cooking times or different cooking temperatures see if you can merge it together by say let's just say you've got something that needs to cook for maybe closer to 30 to 40 minutes and you have something that usually cooks faster like 15 to 20 minutes then throw your 40 minute you know, vegetable in, and then with 20 minutes left, throw your next ones in and keep it at the same temperature so that way they come out at the same time or throw everything at the same time in the beginning and then take the first one out halfway when it's done. So whatever it is, you're, you're multitasking instead of like 
layering and staggering them, which is going to draw out your time much more. Make sure you're using, you know, maybe you have something on the stovetop while you've got something in the oven, while you've got something in a crock pot or an Instapot or a rice cooker. So just, just maximize the time that you have so you're, you're really making the most of that and you're not having to just take more time than you really need, you know. And then another thing that has just been like a, a small small tip, but a game changer for me, if you like boiled eggs, I found this amazing little egg cooker that you'd literally just stick like six, I think it's six different eggs in. You poke a hole at the top, pour a little water in, and you turn this thing on, and it cooks perfectly boiled eggs in 10 minutes, <laughs> and it dings when it's done. So like, you don't have to go through the hassle of like cooking on the stovetop, make sure you get the timing right, and throwing them all into a um, you know, cold ice, basically an ice bath afterwards, make sure that they're peelable. Like it makes really, really good boiled eggs. And it's just amazing because it's super hands off. And I just love that thing. So I just recommend that you can find it on, find it on Amazon or whatever. <laughs> um, number eight is delegate or simplify in the ways that you can. So I did mention grocery delivery or a pickup service, but seriously, do, do delegate. Do not be afraid to do that. There is no shame in asking for help or getting help or getting support or simplifying your life. Like we're all about that. And so if it can make your life easier, if it can help you save money or purchase what you only need and keep you on, you know, on track with your goals, then amazing, amazing. So that is one great way to do it. Number nine is to focus on making your portions really clear. So one thing that you can do here is to pre-portion your foods once you prepare them or pre-portion your snacks. So another step to this is investing in the right containers can be really awesome. So I don't know why it took me this long to get get behind this, but I just recently got, um, or actually I had them for a bit, but I wasn't really using them. I was mostly using the little plastic Tupperwares, but recently I started using those glass ones that are all different um, portion sizes. And it's just been such a game changer because I'm not losing Tupperwares left and right. I'm not figuring, like trying to find all my lids and getting frustrated with it all the time because you know lids and socks and underwear and those kinds of things end up in no man's land I don't know where they go but they're always gone <laughs> and so you know and it's it's also more sustainable they last forever they're healthier for you you can heat you can reheat them in the same container that they're in because they can go in an oven or, or whatever and so or a microwave so it's just really helpful to have the right kind of containers and you're not going to lose them or get frustrated with your Tupperware drawer all the time or your Tupperware cabinet so that is my tip for you there. And with the portions too, another thing that you can do that can be really helpful is let's just say you really want to pack your lunch most days and you want, you know, maybe berries or um, berries and yogurt or and granola or you want some nuts or a trail mix of some kind or you want some hummus and carrots or other kind of chopped vegetables, whatever it is. So why don't you take those and pre-portion them for your whole week. So let's just say you want to bring carrots or snap peas or another form of vegetable and hummus most days. Then go ahead and pack, you know, when you take out the carrots bag, the larger bag of mini carrots or whatever it is, on your prep day, pre-portion five bags worth for yourself instead of having to do that every single morning or every single night packing your lunch taking out the carrot bag taking out your little baggie and having to do it again you make yourself like an assembly line and make it for the whole week or for your kids even like pre-portion those kinds of snacks for them and for you to grab so it's much easier to just grab and go on the day that you need to pack it in your lunchbox instead of you having to like do the whole packing process each time it's just going to eliminate the the time waste as well and pre-portioning is also going to make sure you're not over eating or you're just like eating out of a bag and not really being mindful of the portions because those things can really it can be um hard to realize how small the portion size actually is sometimes and that can just be deceiving on a lot of like big bags of things so just keep that in mind as well so number 10 
is to make the the meal prep time or your cooking dinner time, but especially the meal prep time, if you're going to do like a, you know, one to two hour session per weekend, make it time that you get to fill your cup, make it like a you time and, and really savor it in a different way. So maybe it's, you know, putting a podcast that you love on, maybe it's praise and worship music and dancing to that. Maybe it's calling a friend or family member, doing a dance party with your kids, having them be your little helpers and making it a fun, enjoyable time. So whatever is going to fill your cup, just I recommend like habit stacking those things to to help it be something that is not only going to obviously nourish your body because you're pouring into yourself in that way but also to nourish your soul and that's something that I just I really try to do in you know when I'm folding laundry or when I'm doing things like that for my family you know if I if it makes sense to multitask I try to do something in addition that also fills my cup when I'm serving them all right and then my bonus tip for you is that if you end up eating more foods that are not in alignment with your fitness goals or your nutrition goals during the holidays or just in general if you if you really want to enjoy the moment and not experience all the guilt that can come with sometimes indulging in maybe some of those sweets or your favorite treats or you know celebrating the holidays with your family and having you know bigger meal portions and those kinds of things I know we often struggle with all or nothing mindsets that can arise when it comes to food and something that I've been talking that's been coming up over and over again in my group coaching community is how much we get stuck on these and it just really drives us into a place we don't want to be in and so one of my ladies in my group coaching community one of our members she said like if I even eat a bite of bad food quote-unquote bad that would mean I had failed and it would send me into the deep end of overindulging and another one of our members who we were talking about this in the last group coaching call she was talking about she really struggled with this where she was really working hard towards her goals and staying consistent in her health and her fitness and her nutrition goals for the last three months and she was making a ton of progress and like every measure on um, every way to measure that and she was really proud of herself and then she kind of slipped back into some older habits when she was you know with her with her more extended family over the Thanksgiving holidays and she was really beating herself up about it and there was a lot of shame there that we were kind of uncovering and, and processing through and it was I was just so grateful to be able to hold that space for her and for her to be supported in that by each of us that were on the call but what we definitely noticed was like how much these all-or-nothing mindsets can cause these feelings of failure and of guilt and drive the shame and it makes us like feel like we lost all our progress when we just you know maybe had like one or two days that's off from our norm and we really make it mean something about us and it's uh, it can really just damage our self confidence and our trust in ourselves and all of those things. But we really were we were really working through how she can give herself more grace and compassion for the context in which this happened because when she was surrounded by her extended family, there was also some you know difficult relationship dynamics. There were some trauma responses. There was a lot emotionally going on, um, and so eating was in some ways a form of a coping mechanism, right? And it is for so many of us. We we can end up falling into stress eating and all of these things. And so giving ourselves grace in those areas that, you know, we, we can continue to learn how to turn to, you know, really helpful, healthy, aligned ways to cope with stress, to manage our um, stress or anxiety or, or those kinds of different demands that we may be experiencing, especially during the holidays or during, during the seasons when we are out of our routine, when we're out of our norms, when we are not quite maybe in our safe place, um, that we've developed this trust in ourselves with food. And so she was asking to for, I just want to encourage you if you're, you're not alone in any of that, if those are things that you're struggling with and some ways that we can really move away from the all or nothing mindsets is actually by really helping to kind of flip the script for um, some ways that we think about this. And so one of our ladies who had, she was the one who had struggled with 
the the choices she was kind of making over the holidays and beating herself up about it um she had asked you know are there any scripts and kind of affirmations that I can I can really focus on to grow in this area and it was so great because everybody in our group was just contributing to like the things that have helped them work through it and just kind of brainstorming together and it's just beautiful to be in like this mastermind of women who are like-minded and growth-minded and and struggling and and experiencing these victories through the trials in the same way right and we're in similar seasons in our own relationship with our bodies and food and all of those things so really trying to develop healthier and more holy relationships with these things. So here's some of the the scripts, the affirmations that came out of this. I want to share these with you because these are what have been helping us over this last week as we're kind of working through some of these topics together in community. So here's some for you to apply if they resonate with you. I'm capable of enjoying food in moderation. I make emotionally skillful choices when I approach my plate. A single measured serving of this ice cream, this cookie, whatever it is, is enough for me in mind, body, and spirit. I choose to eat only when I'm hungry and I stop when I'm full. I'm learning to listen to my body. I can grow in the virtue of temperance. My goodness and worth is not connected to my food choices. I'm worth more than I eat. I'm worth more than the decisions that I make about food. What matters more is how I feel and what my body's capable of doing rather than how I look. My body is strong and food is a fuel to that strength. I am more than the number on the scale. Food is a fuel and an enjoyment that I can use to strengthen my body and my mind. I'm changing my relationship to food and that is progress. The scale is simply a data point. My ability to mother well is supported by quality nutrition and exercise. And then some that I had shared in one of my last um, podcast episodes about food and our relationship with food over the holidays Some example affirmations is, food is a gift from the Lord. My body is a gift from God. I choose to eat to nourish my body and my soul. And then care over control is kind of a mantra of caring for my body and stewarding well over trying to exert control over it or fixing it um, or feeling like it it has to be changed. And some others that I had recommended to you that I'll just bring up again is, I'm intentionally choosing to prioritize eating for both nourishment and enjoyment this holiday season. I am choosing to take care of my health in the ways that are life-giving to me and to my family because it will allow me to be fully present for the quality time with the people that I love. I prioritize my nourishment, movement, and make an intentional choice to prioritize enjoyable foods and holiday experiences as well. When I'm eating the foods or beverages that I love, I'm giving myself full permission to enjoy them without guilt, so I sit at the table to eat and I really savor every bite. If I do make a choice or multiple choices that are out of alignment with my vision of who I want to be, I don't put myself down. Instead, I approach it with compassionate curiosity. I reflect on what led me to acting out of alignment and then troubleshoot what I could do or what resource I could tap into to navigate that challenge in the future. This is a process and a journey, and each day is an opportunity to begin anew and to also learn more about myself and my needs and to grow in my maturity and my relationship with my food, body, and fitness. So I hope those were helpful to you as you're navigating these things in addition to all the practical tips. But just remember that, you know, no matter where you are in your journey, you are not alone. And if you want a safe space to really unpack some of these challenges, then I encourage you to join us in my Renew program because this is an intimate community of women who are wrestling with these things day in and day out. And we are really able to be vulnerable with each other and support each other in that and to just see and know and and love one another. And so 
I know that's that's what we all desire as women and it's sometimes easy for us to as a sort of self-protective mechanism to close in and to isolate ourselves but we often feel like we're so alone yet we're not we're not alone these are our common struggles and so I just encourage you to reach out reach out if I can help you in any way either in a one-on-one setting if that's what you're most comfortable with or if that's what you desire um, or in a group setting because the group that I have is just beautiful beautiful amazing capable women who oh my gosh, I'm just so honored to be able to walk with them and to support them through their journeys and so inspired by them every single day. And, you know, when they're wrestling with some of these, you know, these goals that they have and learning how to give themselves more grace, learning how to, you know, set realistic expectations and let go of some of the perfectionism around these things. And to, you know, instead of falling into all the shame or to to guilt or these all or nothing mindsets or even over restricting instead of finding the balance that brings enjoyment and, and also joy around food, you know, we also have this opportunity to lean on God for strength and to, to look to him and in, in, instead turn to him instead of food sometimes to when we're in this place where we feel like we're having a hard time emotionally or we're triggered by our circumstances and those, those moments that bring us stress, are we turning to eating or are we turning to God? And I think that's, that is a question each of us can ask ourselves. And there's so many things that we can f- make into an idol in our life, but food can also be an idol in some ways and, and our health and fitness can also be an idol or our body can be an idol. And so I just encourage you to look and, and really be honest with yourself about that. And if that's something that you, you know, want to continue to grow in, I just encourage you take that first step, like whatever the first step is on your journey. You know, I, I encourage you that, you know, I, I'd be right here to meet you wherever you're at. And my group community too, are in all different places, but also there's all these common threads in our journey. And so um, if you want to hop on a discovery call to see if any of these things would be a good fit for you, if you want to dive right in to either my community or one-on-one coaching in any of these capacities, I would love to support you. So go ahead and reach out to me, Megan at armstheheart.com, or you can go ahead and schedule right away um, or, or register for my group coaching in the show notes. So I'll have those links there and I just am with you, my friend. I'm praying for you, and I would love to hear if this served you well. I would love to just, if this has helped you in any way, or if, if this is like your first time listening to the podcast, or if this is your, you know, if you've heard multiple episodes in, I would just love to hear how it has impacted you, what's been your biggest takeaway, or um, if this has been encouraging to you in any way, I would just love to hear. It's the only way that I can really hear from you, unless you reach out directly. So it's also the best way, leaving a review and a rating is the best way to show other people that this show is worth their time that it's worth listening to it's worth digging into these hard topics and to know that they don't have to feel alone in them too so go ahead and do that if you haven't already Um, and I just pray that God continues to bless you and to guide you in peeling back these layers of your heart and also of your life that just can, can be made more beautiful in his timing and in his way with his grace so lifting you up and I am here for you and I will talk to you again soon my friend